Praise the Lord, everyone. It's Brother Cruz here, your host for the Everyday Apostolics Podcast, where the individual shares their story for God's glory. Well, I do hope you enjoyed the last episode we had with Brother Prosper Lunga, all the way from wonderful Adelaide. But before moving on to any further, just greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, all our listeners, whether you're, living, uh, whether you're listening here in Australia and other parts of the world. Uh, it's wonderful to see where the podcast is reaching in certain parts of the world. And it's wonderful to see that the people are listening and tuning in in other parts of the world. But in saying that as well, it's wonderful to bring forth another episode this week, another new episode featuring all the way from wonderful Adelaide all over again in the state of South Australia, Sister Rebecca Barendorf. Uh, it's wonderful to have the sis on for this week. And as a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, I'll be meeting Rebecca and Prosper in Western Australia for our AYM youth trip uh, at Pastor Simon Butcher's uh, church, uh, all the way in the uh, Northside Pentecostal Church. So it's going to be looking forward to a wonderful weekend where us as a team will be used to share, testify, um, exhort our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. But in saying that, I do hope you get to enjoy this episode featuring the sis all the way from Adelaide. And once again, Pastor Jeff Barandorf, if you're hearing this, thank you so much, sir, for allowing me to have Sister Rebecca here on this podcast, sharing her story for God's glory. Uh, it's indeed uh, a pastor's kid, so uh, it's wonderful to have pastor's kids. So shout out to all the pastor's kids, the PKs. If you're hearing this, it's wonderful that uh, you know, you're know you doing your best to not only serve in the church, but also to be a good example, be a good uh, pastor's kid to, you know, to your dad. Um, whether wherever they may be, so shout out to Darren, Darren Revel, the Revels, all the way in my church in Parramatta. You know, just shout out to them doing Darren and Gabriel and uh, little Nikita doing their part to help mom and dad out at best of times, and to Gianna Harvey, um, Pastor Stanley Harvey's daughter. You know, I'm wonderful to see her, you know her doing her part, and to any other PKs I imagine, especially with us, the Rebecca Barandorf, and and also Natasha Barandorf, or more like Natasha Copian now. But in saying that, too, once again, PKs, if you're in this, massive shout-out. Keep on doing your job. Keep on doing your role as best as you can. I know to, it may be a big stress at times. It may be a big challenge at times, sir. But just keep on doing your role, and you'll see you know, God open the doors for you as well. But without further ado, here we are, Sister Rebecca Barandov, sharing her story for God's glory. Once again, thank you for your support. Thank you for your comments. And thank you for those that are tuning in, listening to another individual, another everyday apostolic, sharing their story for God's glory. Till next time, enjoy the podcast and see you later. Hey, greetings, uh, Rebecca. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for availing yourself. My apologies for the time as well. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, uh, well, look, well, once again, thank you so much, uh, Rebecca, for availing yourself, uh, especially on the Everyday Apostolics podcast. But, um, of course, uh, it's, uh, how can I put it? It's going to be a busy few days, uh, probably not for you yourself, but uh, for Prosper as well, and Prosper as well with upcoming AYM trip, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, sis, let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it, eh? Yeah. All right, cool. Look, well, I've already mentioned your name, but look, I'm going to give you these times, uh, Sister Rebecca, to 
Uh, tell us about yourself, you know, your upbringing, your background, and uh, so on and so forth, sis. So I give this time to you. Take it away. Cool. Um, hi, everyone. <laughs> My name is Rebecca Berendorf. I live in Adelaide and I go to Apostolic Life. Um, we just had a recent name change from Gospel Lighthouse, so that was really exciting. Um, I'm a pastor's daughter. Well, I grew up actually as a youth leader's daughter. My parents were youth leaders. Then they became assistant pastors, and then now they pastor the church here in Adelaide. So I've grown up as a minister's kid, and you know, it's really it was it's really beneficial. Um, I've always had that Christian upbringing at home, and I've been really blessed with that. Uh, yeah, so I'm in my first year of uni. Actually, I'm studying primary school teaching. I actually teach in Sunday school at the moment. I run my youth social media, I play piano and I sing at church and I help out with um, running music with my dad. So, yeah, I've got a lot going on. Wow, the jack of all trades right there, sis. <laughs> jack of all trades. But look, um, also mentioned, you just you mentioned a few things and you're, you're, you've got your hand, you got your hand in everything, but also with your, uh, with your background, I believe you're El Salvadorian, yes? Yes, my mom, um, she was born and raised in El Salvador and came over here towards the end of her schooling. And, um, yeah, my dad's Australian, so they met and got married. <laughs> nice, nice. And on top of that as well, sis, correct me if I'm wrong, you're the youngest out of the out of the four Barrendorfs, am I correct? I am, yeah. Nice, nice. Look, well, let's touch on that base, sis. What, what, what was it like for you, you know, being the youngest? Not only being the youngest out of the four, but also the, a daughter of, you know, when your parents were, were youth uh, youth leaders back then under, under Bishop Co- under Pastor Cochran or Bishop Cochran, I may say. Uh, what was it like for you being in that household, but not on top of that, being the youngest out of four? Um, it wasn't too bad. I definitely had a lot of help from my siblings growing up. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of things go into the oldest one, so Tash took a lot <laughs> for all of us, but... Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of support from my siblings, actually, like they've, since they've already been through pretty much everything that I went through, um, they were able to help guide me and, and tell me like, oh, just don't lie to mom and dad because they already know it when they're asking you about it. And so just a bit of advice. So it wasn't as bad for me, I think, yep. for growing up. So yeah, we had it pretty easy here. <laughs> Well, but also from a church perspective, uh, Sister Rebecca, was it um, did you um, in some way or some manner them um, look look up to your siblings as a way of how, you know, how they did things in the church, and that when you went, you know, when you became older, you know, where you are now, was did it sort of help you in some way or some manner to see, okay, they did that, you know, I'm going to try and emulate that or like go even better, if I, if that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. Um looking up to all my siblings, you know, seeing them, especially like on the platform and help leading the congregation, it really pushed me to want to do that too. So, you know, even from a really young age, I was always asking, oh, can I please like backup sing or, you know, play piano? I didn't even know how to play piano back then, but I wanted to do it. Um, So just seeing them like make the way for me, I guess, because, you know, once somebody's up there, then it encourages you and then you encourage the younger generation and, I think they just led stepping stones for not only me, but like the people in church as well. Mm. But also as well, sis, you know, when 
you know, like just as you mentioned, oh, can I play the piano? Can do I, you know, can I do this and that? When you're a young fel- uh, young person, I mean, like they're still a toddler. So, and when you know, if they said no, uh, did it sort of affect? Um, how can I put it? Did it sort of hit you in a way? So, oh, why why can I do it now? Like, was it in a way of showing? Um, not really showing. Was it in a way of saying? Um, like for them to show, look, it's not yet. Bipa, it's not your time yet. Um. What? Yeah, in a way. So because I was really little doing it, yeah. I did still have opportunities to do it in a way. So, okay. for example, um, when Brother Cochran was pastoring, he would let um, the little kids come up and do like actions to the songs on stage. All right. And then, yeah, well, we were still able to like back up sing as, as younger. But for, like when I did start learning the piano, yeah, some of the opportunities weren't as great as when I was younger and things like that but I Mm -hmm. think that just comes with like um who's in leadership and what they think is the best decision you know I always respected like what the leaders of that time decided to do and I think that you know I I just assume that they pray about everything so I I respect and I submitted to the decision that they had made amen 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 (laughs) because the reason why the reason why I ask is that we so at our church in Parramatta, we are you 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 know uh, Gabriel right Gabriel Reverend. Mm-hmm. So he's been used right now like every fortnight or so he's been used to sing, uh, to sing and he does a tremendous job. He does a very good job. But I can, you know, when Sister Abby says no to him, he sort he sort of shows this face, which is a uh, like oh but in like uh, how can I put it the body language, mm. the body language of you know like he's, he wants to sing but like his parents say no no. You, you know, you, you'll be told when to sing and that. So that's why I just thought I wanted to ask you that. But you've answered very well uh, when it comes <laughs> to, especially when it comes to respecting the leadership. Yeah. Uh, on top of that as well, Sister Rebecca, um, like, you know, family four, um, there's four of you in the family. Shout out to the Barandolph siblings, if you're hearing this. <laughs> Good old uh, Tash and um, Jasmine and uh, Josh. Am I correct? Yeah, you got them. <laughs> 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 but, but I was just, I was just hoping, please, I don't get this wrong. But also, um, just I'm acknowledging Pastor Jeff Barandoff as well. Thank you so much, sir. If you do hear this, for allowing me to, I uh, have uh, Rebecca on the podcast as well. Moving on, sis. Um, in regards to ministry or where you at now, I want to give you this time to share about. You just came back from a trip, a wonderful trip to uh, the nation of Vanuatu. Mm. So, look, I want, and I want to give you this moment as well to share, you know, your experience. You know, you spend what that is it two weeks or a little under two weeks or so? Since? Yeah, about ten days. Nice. So, look, uh, you know, take take away this because I really want to hear this because I I think yes, I think you're the first one. You're the first guest to share um, when it comes to this trip from Vanuatu. Oh, exciting! Yes, yes. So it's yeah. It was it was like I was really looking forward to this because. You know, of course, we hear a lot from you know from youth president Greg Wilmot over with his my you know wonderful preaching and so. But for you, mm-hmm. being the team member, being a part of that team, what was your experience and what did you take out of it? Um, I thought this trip was the most best thing I've ever done. You know, um, but it was it's so enriching. I think to go to another country and see their hunger for for God as well because it it just gives you like it ignites your fire even more because it's so encouraging as you know a young person in Australia you're like oh yeah I see these people all the time it's kind of just us or I see everybody in America but 
it's just us. But then when you go to like Vanuatu, you see all these young people that are stepping up and rising up and having their hunger for God. It's like, you're not alone. And, and I loved that because we went um, and we split up on the first Sunday and my group went to one of the village churches and they had pretty much just young people leading with the music and things like that. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen because normally with churches, it's just the adults and just having the kids do it. It was, it was just like so inspiring. Like these kids are the next generation and they're here on a Sunday when they could go anywhere and they're still living for God. And, and the whole thing was just a great trip. We had a crusade and, and God moved so mightily and it's, it's encouraging as well because in Australia, it's, it's kind of, um, I feel like a lot of people are embarrassed to go out and, you know, preach on the street. But there we just got up on this grass area and we were just singing songs, preaching, and the people just came in and, and people received the Holy Ghost and God moved so strong in this crusade that wasn't like a conference or wasn't a church service. It was just God moving. And, and the conference, I was also privileged enough to be able to have a word of encouragement, give one. It was kind of nerve-wracking, but it was, it was good and I loved it. And I was also given some um, opportunities with music um, by Brother Luke. Shout out to Brother Luke. He, you know, allowed me to help um, with the singing and things like that. And so many opportunities came up for me in that trip. And, and I just was so blessed to be able to minister. But I feel like the team really got ministered to in a way. I think it really changed all of our perspective. Like coming back, we just... We're ready to go out and grab people and bring them to church now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amen, sis. Amen. Uh, you know what? Just as you mentioned, out there in the streets uh, in Port Villa, and then you know going to the churches in the village. Um, no oh, man, now it makes me feel like I want to go to the islands now. But <laughs> for you, sis, you know when you was there. Before going, before going in the um, going on the flight, before making the trip, were there things that you know we concerned of, like not just you know um, not just from a traveling perspective, but just overall in general, uh, just before this trip, were there some concerns for you? Was it like you know what I'm going on this trip, you know, let the Lord have His way, whatever happen happens. Yeah, I. I think I was just excited, pure excitement. Okay. Um, the only concerns I had were um, just traveling overseas. I didn't know how my body was going to react to like their water and things like that. But I was, I was just excited for God to move. I wanted, I was so prepared. I was ready to go. Yeah, ready to receive the glory. Now, <laughs> <laughs> when you went there, when you went there, you know, when you asked to say a word of encouragement, whether it be at conference or in the church, mm. well, um, how how nervous were you? But not in how nervous was it. Not just in nervous as well, but like you know, going in the pulpit and knowing, okay, you're not at you're not in Adelaide, mm. you're not at you're not at your home church. You're in another part of the country. You're in another part of you know you're not, you're in another nation. You're in the, you're another part of the nation, the Pacific region. Uh, what was it like for you going stepping up and you know, and uh, letting the Lord speak through, especially when it came to those uh, moments where you were given those opportunity. Um, it was it was pretty nervous, just thinking like. I don't want to get um, tripped up over my words because I knew yeah. what I wanted to say, but sometimes my tongue <laughs> messes up. And, um, yeah, but I went up. And I was also, I forgot to mention, I was also very sick on this trip. Like my throat was 
like gone and I couldn't really speak. So I was really mm. nervous that my throat would cut out as well. Mm. And so it was, yeah, it was nervous that I didn't want to mess up the words. And I actually found out a little bit after that, because I was talking a little bit about faith and faith as small as a grain of mustard seed. Amen. Uh, and so I was talking about faith and then I I sort of just said, um, if you have a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. But I didn't say faith. So, like, I guess, you know, the nerves really kicked in. But I think everybody understood what I was saying. Well, what did you say? I said, um, if you have, like, a grain of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. You better pray, sis, that... Uh... Pastor Jeff doesn't hear this episode. I know. <laughs> Can't say that little nugget. <laughs> I know. Oh, pray, pray. No, that's okay. That's okay. Don't worry. I've, I've heard I've heard many other stories such as that when people when people mess up their words. But you know, yeah. but overall, as you as you acknowledge, you know, as long as the people understood where you come from, that was that's the main thing, sis. Um what what are the moments can you you recall? Um aside from aside from the preaching, aside from evangelizing, aside from those things, what are, how about the fellowship? How about you know sitting alongside, you know, hearing stories from whether it be the pastors of Vanuatu or whether it be from the Gratians or the, the superintendents to the nation of Vanuatu. Uh, were there's the, the, those moments as well that you soaked in as well? Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, heaps, you know, especially with actually the children in the village. Yep. They, um, they really loved fellowship and it was really fun because when we went and visited them one night, we all just kind of played Bible games with the kids and things like that and they all kind of, clung to you and it was just so it's so nice as well like little kids like love you you know and um and then it was also I actually met a girl um my age there and she's also the pastor's daughter and so I had a lot of fellowship with her because we connected on you know that that level of pastor's kid and she was my age and we just we got along and the fellowship was really good because my team had already met that village on that Sunday and then we saw them when we were walking in the street like one time and then we saw them on Tuesday the whole day we spent out with them and also with like the Gratians we went to their house one night for dinner and we just had you know fellowship with them just got to know them and talk about their life and things like that and it was just it's it's just a beautiful thing I just love it so much. Hey man and acknowledging the Gratians uh the superintendents of uh, Vanuatu, and I believe also is uh, Solomon Islands. Hopefully, I'm, I hope I'm correct, but yeah, my mistake if I am wrong. Uh, it's wonderful to see that uh, they accepted the team with, um, you know, with uh, wide arms, you know, with mm. uh, wide arms wide open. Sorry, and it's wonderful to see what uh, what occurred because uh, the um, your the photographer or the videographer, Sister Frida, mm. man, she, was, <laughs> she she was taking she was taking heaps of photos and heaps of videos. Unfortunately, some of you are caught sleeping, and uh, she was taking photos of that as well. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it is what it is. But uh, it's wonderful to hear that, sis. And look, my, what word of encouragement would you give to a young person uh, that wants to take a trip, such as you know, such as an OYM, not even just an OYM, uh, even an AYM as well? You know, what word of advice would you give a young person that may be listening, whether it be here in Australia or in your church or in, um, yeah, somewhere else around the world? Yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it just to step out and go, even if you have any like, you know, 
doubts or fears towards it, I think just go because God is going to use you and change you and just just flow through you and it's going to change your life. It literally is like any AYM. I've been on AYM and that was beautiful. Shout out to Caroline Springs. They were amazing. And, you know, it's just about that step out, stepping, stepping out in faith. It's about mm-hmm. having trust in God that God is going to use you and it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've done, how nervous you are, the fact that you are going to encourage somebody, even if only one person, you know, will come to the altar after you've spoken, that person probably needed it the most and you were that person to change it. So I say go, take every opportunity. That's what they taught us in Vanuatu. If anyone asks me anything, just say yes. Amen, like a grain of mustard seed, eh? <laughs> yeah, you can do a lot with that little grain. <laughs> <laughs> amen, my sis, amen. Well, as, on top of that as well, sis, um, I forgot to mention one thing. You know, when you asked to pre, you know, say a word of encouragement conference, um, was it amazing to see the number of people there, especially when you looked up all the way to the, to the top of the hill? Oh, man, that was... It was a lot, you know. <laughs> I yep. think even speaking at our conference would be a lot for me. But they told us that, um, well, Greg told us that um, <laughs> that we would have more people than our conference. And yep. I think I was like, ooh, you know, because <laughs> that's a lot of people already. So it was um, it was pretty, like, shocking because when you look up, though, you can't really, um, like, see their faces because they don't, like, they're not in the light. They're in the yep. grass. So you yep. see all these bodies out there and you're like, okay, well, at least I can't see their face if they don't like what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, but it was it was fun. It was fun. Amen. Amen, sis. And once again, acknowledging uh, Reverend Greg Wilmot with um, leading the team, also with Sam Branima and um, Pastor Malik uh, from uh, from uh, Futsha, uh, from oh, man, but... Yeah, that's the one from <laughs> Victoria. So it's uh, wonderful to see those three, uh, you know, three ministers or so leading the team wonderfully. And it's, uh, it was great to see what uh, the report and see what had occurred. Well, mm-hmm. moving on, my sis, I ask you this. Uh, what have you learned um, you know, from your first moments, you know, being the youngest out of the Barandorf siblings, you know, seeing your parents involved in ministry and to where you are now, where you're involved in ministry, you're heavily involved in ministry. You just came back from a trip to Vanuatu. You got an upcoming AYM trip to Perth. You've been, you know, you you got, you know, you've been involved heavily. What what have you taken? What have you learned, sis? Um, I think like kind of what I said before, just saying yes to to every opportunity that somebody gives you. I was actually um, privileged enough to actually minister in the Gold Coast Church recently. They um, asked me to sing an item and I, I was like a bit nervous. I was like, oh, maybe not. Like I'm kind of here, you know, on a holiday. <laughs> but then I, I did it and, and I was very encouraged because oh, their music team is so beautiful and I, I'll, I'll speak on hours on how good their music team is. Um, and also I, I went to Bali recently and and um and I was able to minister in two churches there by doing um an item and things like that and and yeah so I think growing up yeah just being taught to just do everything as best as you can you know the Ecclesiastes it says you know whatever your hand finds to do do it with all your heart and your mind sorry <laughs> don't quote me on that one <laughs> but yeah just taking every opportunity you can get saying yes to everything putting yourself out there instead of trying to cower back if God has given you a gift and a talent just use it for him because you know 
like the proverb about the talents, you don't want to hide it. And yeah, and also to step out when you don't feel like, you know, if you don't think, oh, I'm not a preacher, I'm just a teacher. If there's an opportunity for you to preach, you go and preach because God will still use you. It doesn't matter what you're thinking, you know. So that's probably what I've learned the best. Amen. <laughs> With that as well, sis, you know, being a PK, being a pastor's kid, you probably, you know, you probably heard this many times, whether it be at a conference or whether it be at a seminar um, or whether it be through someone's story. But for you, sis, back to you, has there been moments in your walk with God being, you know, that, you know, you wanted to, you know, just um, give it away, give it away like, you know, like, oh, I can't do this no more. It's been too hard for me, mm. especially being the youngest, being the youngest, being the youngest and realize, yo, you got a PK as well. So all these sort of pressure, sort of, uh, you know, things that are put upon you, were there those moments where it's like, oh, this is too much for me? Yeah. Um, I would say not often, not, not really for me, but there was one moment in my walk where I was like, I, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to leave church, but I didn't want to be involved at all. I was going through a really hard time and, mm. and um, there was, I, like, I needed to do stuff in church, like I needed to go on Sundays and things like that. But for me, like I even struggled to get out of bed. So I was like, you know, surely isn't there someone else to do it? But there wasn't. And so I think the moment where I wanted to leave was like, well, I have to get up every Sunday despite whatever I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. And I still have to, you know, do what needs to be done in church because nobody else is doing it. And I think that's like, you know, in that though, I think it was a blessing because I'm glad I didn't leave, you know, at all. Because like, there's always a blessing when you think something's going wrong. But I think growing up, I was, I was always um, blessed that I, I didn't have a lot of much like more pressure than other PKs. I know a lot of PKs have had a lot of pressure. Um, but I think that moment was the only moment where I've thought, you know, I think this is too much for me. But, you know, praise God, I'm <laughs> doing much better than that. That was a few years ago, and I'm, I love it. I just can't wait to do more for him. So, Amen. Well, and and then, uh, back to another word of advice. What other word of advice would you give to PKs? Uh, like for example, yeah, we now at our church in Paramount, our PKs, uh, Darian, Gabriel, and uh, little Nikita. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Probably Nikita won't be old enough to, will be still young, too young to listen to this podcast. But... <laughs> I'll probably Gabriel as well. But what advice would you give to PKs? I would say that I know sometimes it may seem like a lot and you're doing everything or your dad's doing everything or your parents are being too strict or there's ever too much pressure. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's between you and God, not between anybody else. It doesn't matter what anybody's saying. It doesn't matter if anybody's on your back about things. As long as you're doing your best for God, that's all that's going to matter at the end of the day. It's about your salvation. So just keep going because I know sometimes it's really a lot, but trust me, it is so worth it because once you find your ministry, what you're passionate about, you're not going to even want to leave church. I know sometimes you're stuck at church a lot because you're a pastor's kid and everyone loves talking to the pastor, but you're going to get to that point where you're the one who doesn't want to leave. So keep going. You've got this. Amen. Shout out to all the PKs. Keep on going, guys. Keep <laughs> on going. Keep on going. All right. Amen. Now, sis, what do you love about church? What is your favorite thing about church? Of course, we're um, back in the church in uh, Madelaide. 
you know, involved in, you know, you got, you know, AYM come over, you got youth nights, Bible study, Sunday morning service, or maybe Sunday evening service. Mm. You know, you've got all now, you know, all nation service. So, but for you, Rebecca, what is your favorite thing about church? I think my favorite thing would be worshiping in one accord. Oh, mm. I love it. Sometimes I would just stop singing because I have a pretty loud voice if you've heard me sing. Yes. Um, sometimes I just stop singing and just hearing everybody sing and worship God all together. Oh, it just, I just, it's my favorite thing. And I do it so often. I, I'm so bad because I'll, I'll be leading sometimes and I'll stop singing to listen to everybody. But it's oh, just my favorite thing. I just it's love hearing that because it's it's such a beautiful and raw thing hearing everybody's pure worship and having everybody do it all together and sending their praise up to God. It's like, that's all we're here for to praise him together. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I'm going to, sorry to embarrass you on this part, sis, but my favorite thing about, you know, with the church in Adelaide. So back in 2012, uh, to those listening, I went, I went to the Adelaide church and Rebecca, you're still a young, you're still a young fella, a young young lady. And there was one moment where, unfortunately, there was an accident where you jammed your fingers. I think you jammed your fingers in the door, right? Oh, and, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was there. I was there. We had and our group leader um, named Dion Thomas. He was a group leader. And he tried to encourage you. And he said, hey, Becca, look. And then, and then he said, hey, Becca, look at this. Oh, I jammed my fingers. And then you said that loudly. Just you say you love to sing loudly. He said it loudly, why are you making fun of me? And the deal was the deal Dion Thomas was embarrassed because he was trying to tear you up, but unfortunately backfired because he didn't like it. And so it was like, oh man, this is awkward. You know, before silent, silent car, right? But no, that's no, that's what I remember. And, uh, that's yeah, I still crack up. I still, I still laugh because I think of that moment. I think you were Gabriel's age, or even towards you know, a bit probably younger than uh, younger than Gabriel's age back then. You know? Yeah, I was really young. I was about in year two. So that's it. So, oh man, as soon as you uh, jammed your fingers, in, why are you making fun of me? That's not funny. <laughs> but, oh. Uh, Oh, well, but we've got, you know, there's moments you look back and you have a laugh. (laughs) All right, moving on, moving on, my sis. Okay, (laughs) your favorite scripture. You might have one scripture or or many scriptures, but what is your favorite scripture and why are they your favorite scriptures or scripture? Okay, so my favorite scripture would be Romans 8, 18. Show me to read it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, cool. And you can read in Spanish if you want as well. <laughs> but I'm going to pass on that one. Okay, fair enough. You can read in English. <laughs> um, it says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Um, I love that scripture because when I was going through a hard time, I'm just going to go back to that. Yep, it, yep. Um, you know, when you're going through something, it feels like, the world is crashing down, like there's nothing good. And, you know, one day I was scrolling Instagram, as you do, and I saw, like, that scripture and I thought, wow, that is actually really good. And so every day I would read that scripture, I'd pray it, I'd remember it, I'd, you know, put it in my heart and and it really got me through because I, I just kept thinking to myself, um, well, everything I'm going through now, like, 
God's gonna bless that and do more than with it, you know? Like it reminded me of Job, like when he lost everything, but then when he got back double. So we have, like, although we may think this is it, this is the end for me, like I'm going through everything, God has so much in store for us. And not only will he bless us by, you know, restoring what has been lost, but he will pour more out into us and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I love that scripture a lot. And it, I will always remember, and it's just a word of encouragement. And anybody are like going through anything, I'll give them that scripture. And, I'm, you know, it may not touch them the way it touched me, but it's it's such an encouraging scripture. So that's my favorite one, I think. Amen. And just, you know, like as you said, you know, when you go through a hard time, you know, you feel like everyone's against you, like the whole world is against you. And not in that, it's like, and it feels like the day or the days or weeks are going very slow. Mm. And when you go slow, it's like, oh, when will this end? But, you know, eventually, you know, uh, you know, God will make a way where there's no way. So yeah. um, thank you for sharing the scripture. So Romans chapter 8, verse 18, to those that are listening, that's mm. Rebecca's favorite scripture. <laughs> well, moving on, my sis, moving on, my sis. Okay, we're going to we're gonna make a bit interesting here. And I always do this with all guests. And probably to everyone that has listened or to those that have listened before. All right, five people. Five people, you know, from the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, you invite to your house and would they have some Spanish food or would they have some good old Aussie, you know, shrimp on the barbie or whatever the case may be, a fellowship. Five people do you bring to your house and why? From the Bible. Well, I feel like everyone's is obviously Jesus. <laughs> I would no, love okay, sorry, sorry, can I can I stop you there? Yes. Yeah. One of the guests before one of his guests he wanted uh he invited was Judas. Oh. Yep. Wow. So it's like everyone hide your coins. Everyone hide your <laughs> coins, everyone. Hide everything valuable. Yeah, that's your 30 pieces of silver, everyone. <laughs> everyone hide silver. <laughs> my, my my apologies, take it away. The, yeah, well, um I I didn't have Judas in my mind, but <laughs> I had Jesus. So uh, I think, you know, everybody wants Jesus because, well, that's that's God. So <laughs> I'd love to have him here in person. Because you know what, though? I think it would be really interesting to see what he looked like. So I would love to see what he looked like when he was down here with us. Um, that would be really interesting. I think I would also like to have Peter. Because I feel like he was a bit of a hothead, you know, in the Bible. <laughs> and I am sort of a hothead too. So I would love to just talk with him and say, like, how do you even deal sometimes when you're so angry? Because um, I know, you know, in the Bible it tells us. But it's just, it's cool to talk to people more than just reading what they do. <laughs> um, another person would be Mary, the mother of Jesus, that month, Mary. I think, I think it'd be a little bit sad, my conversation with her. Like, I'd want to just know how she felt, I guess, knowing from the start. Like, because all the prophecies, you know, kind of told how Jesus' story would be. And so I think it'd be hard as a mum, you know, going through that, raising your kid and then especially, you know, at the cross. Like, I think that would have been the most heartbreaking thing. So I would love to hear her her story from that, you know, her perspective. Um, I think... Also, the woman with the issue of blood, I would love to have her at my house. Um, I think it's such a powerful testimony. You know, 12 years waiting to be healed of an issue, you know, and then she's like, you know, what have I got to lose? I think 
the most powerful things happen when you come to the altar or you come to God and you say like, God, I've got nothing to lose. Like, this is it. You know, from what I've heard, I've heard people's testimonies and even from my own, I think saying like, what have I got to lose? You know, I've tried everything else. Um, you know, just giving it to God. So I think I'd love to have her here because I'm like, you know what? I love your story. It's encouraged me so much. And just giving her some Salvadorian food would be cool. <laughs> um, I think Ruth would also be one who's at my top, like in my top five too. Because, you know, for me, I'm a very family orientated person. I love my family so much. And, and I, I couldn't imagine leaving them. <laughs> so the fact that she left them you know, and for her mother-in-law, like it wasn't even her blood mother. Like that's, that's a massive thing. That really takes faith, you know? And so just, I don't know, I'd love to hear how she really got through that. Cause I do think that she would have been missing her family so much, you know, I mean, I would be missing my family. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I'd love to hear her story on that and how she really got through that with like what prayers she prayed, what scriptures she probably read. You know, but in the end, I guess it was worth it. You know, she got a husband and her kids. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, Amen, ladies and gentlemen. That is Rebecca's uh, five people that she would bring uh, to her house and <laughs> you know, acknowledging the Barrandorf household. You know, just as you mentioned, your family orientated man, and I can see that in your parents. They're very family oriented, and and you know, they're very they're very nice people. But uh, one thing I'll never forget, and I. Uh, I hope uh, Brother Pastor Jeff uh, hears this. Man, your dad loves to talk, man. He, he, <laughs> loves, he, loves, he loves to have a yarn. I still, I still remember the time when, uh, you know, my first trip in 2012, when I, you know, you know, it's after midnight or so, and, you know, want to get some rest. But then Pastor Jeff, he shows the tour of the house. You know, he shows the extension of the house, you know, the extension of the, the restroom and the toilet and all of that. And even when we're trying to get into bed, he's still in the room talking and yarning. I said, man. Does this brother, man, is that, is that an odd button? Is that a, is that a, oh, but, but like that, look, shout out to your dad, man. He's <laughs> well, but, obviously the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I still remember the time where, uh, you know, I, I forgot who I think it was Brother Joe, where, you know, we had the bottle of Coke. We're trying to keep it, you know, keep it, keep away because we're trying to tell, keep up with Brother with Pastor Jeff, but yeah, man, he loves the yarn. He loves the yarn, but shout out to Pastor Jeff. But look, Rebecca, um, Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing yourself to share your story for God's glory. Thank you so much for giving us insight into, you know, your life, um, into the Baron, you know, the life as a Baron Dorf, and not just the life as, you know, a family member, but also as a PK, uh, being involved in AYM, OYM, you know, anything that has three letters in it, you know, you know. <laughs> Been involved in it, but praise the Lord for that. But look, before before I finish up, just a word of encouragement. A word of encouragement to those that are listening, whether it be in your youth group, whether it be the church in uh, Adelaide, shout out once again to them, or to the <laughs> church in Australia, or to anyone that is listening in another part of the world. Just a word of encouragement, a word of advice to those that may be listening. Mm. Um, I would definitely just say to keep going, just to remember that God is, always wins the battle he's already won like he's already won in the future so what why do you think that he wouldn't win now you know so just if you keep going I know it's hard sometimes I know some days is worse than others but let me tell you God has a massive calling on your life and once you find out what that calling is 
oh, let me tell you, your life is going to change. You know, when you allow God to move in your life, things start to happen. Differences start to change. And you'll see that in yourself and other people will see that in you too. So let me tell you, just keep going. Fight the good fight, as everybody keeps saying, because it's true. And it actually will work out. As a person who has gone through a lot of things, even though I'm young, <laughs> I've actually been through a lot. And let me tell you, God has won every single one. And that's because I just... You just have to give up, surrender everything and give it to him. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it's between you and him. It's your salvation. You need to stop worrying about other people because it's between you and God. That's what I can give you with. (laughs) Preach, man. Preach. (laughs) Man, just just about enough of you saying just to let you preach. But amen. 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 Thanks, uh, Rebecca. Thank you so much. And once again, to all those listening, we just uh, concluded or just finished up this wonderful session with Rebecca Berendorf from the Everyday Apostolic sharing her story for God's Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time when we're all when we're in uh, uh, Western Australia. Yeah, you will. <laughs> cool. All right. Take it easy, sis. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you enjoyed the podcast episode for this week featuring our guest. But tune in next time when we have our next guest, whether it be here in Australia or in another part of the world where they share their story for God's glory. Now, listen, if you're interested in doing the podcast or making your own podcast, you can go on for the Spotify for Podcasters app where you can do a podcast from your phone or from your laptop. And it has many other things, many other, how can I say, other avenues or so or other techniques in order to edit your podcast or, you know, do it in a way where, you know, it brings forth good quality. Now, in saying that as well, look, it's free, it's for free. You can use it from your smartphone or from your Android phone and, you know, start making that podcast. But in saying that, I do hope you enjoyed the podcast, the episode and We'll see you next time. Take it easy. See ya.